This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 36. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Mark Scorsese picture of Goodfellas one smiling, happy minute at a time. I'm Connor Kilpatrick. With me is Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hi. Welcome back, Connor. Thank you very we, much. We missed you last week. Eh, well, I, I'd like to say I missed you guys. 
but uh, you don't give me the chance to. So. All right. Well, I, I did. Literally just did. <laughs> Let's jump into this minute, which starts with the Commandant slipping a key to Henry, and then it ends with Bruce from across the street saying hello. Hello. Just a friendly hello. Just a friendly hello. That's not foreshadowing. Yeah. That's not foreshadowing. <laughs> so this minute, we actually get to see the big Air France heist, the one that makes Henry with the crew. And, and, and it is very, very quick and brief. <laughs> Well, that was the beauty of the heist, right? They yeah. walked in, grabbed the money, walked out. No fuss, no muss. Nobody got hurt. Right. It's, all about, it's all about pre-production on that one. Right. So, so if, you, if, you're, if you're curious about this heist, if you're just tuning in today and you've never listened to this podcast before, you need to go back to episodes 19 and 20 mm-hmm. when we were introduced to the Commandant, also known as Frenchie, who outlined the entire heist, and we explained it in great detail there. But uh, in broad strokes, basically, there's a lot of money sitting in, in Kennedy Airport, they knew the security guy. He slipped them a key. They walked in and walked out with a lot of money. Connor, how much money did they walk away with? That was in my old notes. Hold on. <laughs> rustled the papers. They uh, $420,000 in 1967 money, which is $3 million in 2015 money. And uh, Polly's cut, because, of course, they have to give their or boss cash. a cut, uh, was, was $60,000, which is the equivalent of $427,446. Jeez. In today's money, which is why, and my note for this minute is, you see Polly, the happiest Polly's ever been, at least in this movie. Uh, he's got a big old smile on his face. So is Jimmy. Nothing makes him happier than stolen cash. Yeah, I feel like this apparently. is the this is the beginning of the happy times. It's like we're and we're and we're we're coming up on some scenes. I think next week we'll talk about them as well, where there's more happy Polly and and it's 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 uh, th- things are prosperous. Uh, Henry's earning, as they say. Are you getting you're getting a good 40 45 minutes of good times. Yeah, yeah, this is the, <laughs> this is showing what this is the life. This is, you know, they walked out with nearly I tw- and at this point he's 21 oh, cash. Tw- 21 years <laughs> old, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of money for a kid like him. Yeah. So so going into the going into the uh the heist itself, uh they 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 arrive at Kennedy Airport and they see Frenchie in the little booth and he slides him a key in a in a form. Does does Frenchie need that form? Because hey, no, there's because there's information on it. That's all, it's, you're, you're saying it's it's uh, it's vital paperwork. Yeah, it's, it's some, there's some there's some paperwork. There's some carbon copies. It's it's got the perforation with the with the the triplicate. It's already been written on. I'm wondering what is there now a paper trail, or it's false. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I see. My note on this part was specifically that that Frenchie plays it super cool. Mm. It, like give him give him credit. Like, so cool. He 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 shoots a basket with the garbage at that point. Yeah. Like he's just hanging out, you know. Yeah. So like if well, anybody were to even check the tape, they wouldn't see. They they didn't have tape. I obviously. mean, it's almost like Henry and Tommy D are just coming to pick up some lost luggage. Almost. That's the plan. <laughs> my my favorite part of this minute is actually the part where he's throwing the paper away because it's timed perfectly in the edit with the music. Yep. And it's another one of those really snappy transitions between. Uh, handing the key off, they walk in. You see Frenchie, you know, throwing the paper, and then they yeah. walk out. And there's just it's a and great there's also the, the cutaway, the close up of the key going in the lock, like really yeah, slowly yeah. and sort of sensuously. Actually, yeah. from uh, could have just been me, but you're right. It's just it's just <laughs> you know it was, it was a very luxurious key turn. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, a matter of twenty seconds, and the heist is done. And then the, then they're back at the at the base, back at the hideout, uh, giving Paulie his taste. And I, I th- found it interesting that they got the exact size suitcase to fit half a million dollars. <laughs> like the, the suitcase, the suitcase was not the suitcase was neither too big nor too small. <laughs> You're in the game. That's the kind of thing you know, right? I think that that's like that for them. That's easy. Like we we would we could somebody would say to us. 
where do we put all these comic books? And you'd be like, oh, you want a long box for that. Right, yeah, exactly. Like they yeah. know that they need a certain... They can eyeball it. You yeah. give them that. Yeah, no, that's... You know, you, people don't give a lot of credit for stuff like that. That's logistic stuff that you got to spend. That you just on. know, yeah. That's a fifty. Yeah. That, that's a five hundred k suitcase. Um, also, Tommy <laughs> D. Tommy D. With the easiest job of them all. <laughs> the winning, really. All, all he's got to do. At one point, I believe he's whistling as they're walking out. Like, like Pesci's got a. He's got this look on his face as they walk by the lockers, and I think he's whistling. Like it just, you know, just taking it easy. So I, he's there in case there's trouble. Yeah. Least there was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Paulie just cannot contain his joy. Well, he just got so handed happy. a lot of money. I know, but like, and he's happy for them. Yep. Like he really is. Like he's he's so happy for Henry. Hmm. Like it's very again, it's very paternal. We've seen yes. that before. Yeah. And and obviously, if you look like, oh, this is what what his father obviously never gave him. Right. Uh. And and uh. It's, it's it really it almost makes you feel good. And he, he gives him a little he gives him a little sage like advice. And he goes, "That's a lot of money for a kid of your age. If anybody asks you where you got it, you playing the craps in Vegas." My question is, who knows? Is he going to walk around with half a million dollars just showing people? Look at all the money I got! Like, <laughs> how does one prove this? Right, exactly. No, Vegas. Wouldn't Atlantic City make more sense, or is it easier to check in in Atlantic City? They always went to Vegas. That was their it thing. Feels yeah. like yeah. shallow. A shallow cover. I went to yeah, Vegas. No, but Vegas was a place they went all the time, so there's a trail sure. of them that constantly may, traveling. I'm, I'm less wondering about I'm less wondering about going to the Vegas and more wondering about anybody asking where he got all that money. Well, is he walking around with a suitcase? <laughs> but doesn't if you win really big in Las Vegas or wherever, like don't you have to fill out forms? Not back then. Not back, back, back then. Back, well, this gets to my dad did the computer systems for Caesar's Palace in the late oh, no. 70s. So before that period. Can we talk about this? <laughs> There's a lot of holes in that desert. <laughs> I'm just saying, in the 60s, it was anything goes in Vegas. Let's just say that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, huh. But I, I like the. I like the. Didn't but, even get like a, like a form, like even just a blank form, like what Frenchie had. Something with some I, carbon. Back then, I don't think so. I think you just got uh, escorted out. They, did you did you have to have your own suitcase? I don't, I don't know. No, Maybe they that's who they one. called. Maybe they called their guy in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at about 500K in uh, in strap bills. A bunch oh. of 10,000. Yeah. Oh, 500K. Oh. oh, you want the Samsonite. You want the yeah. Samsonite C600. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and make sure that you get the the welded edges. Right. Uh, yeah. No, you need you need the support. You need and the thing is you also want the silk underside of the of the cover of the top of the top portion so you can you can st- you see the little thing where Tommy's hanging over it like the little pocket yep. so you can put stuff in. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I miss suitcases like this by the way. Do you realize we don't have these anymore? Well, some like, would say for the better. I don't know. I this well, a, I, you're putting you're maybe putting a little style over substance there. A little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> it's easy to whack somebody with a suitcase. Just yeah. you had to hit them with a with your luggage. I mean, a suitcase them. used to be a formidable thing. It was a right. it was it had some heft to it. Now it's all canvas and and yeah, and Kevlar or whatever the hell they make it out. Lighter. Yeah, it's, it's lighter. It is lighter. The wheels. The wheels are unquestionably better. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there are, no, there are no wheels on this one. This is all. It's well, got a. It's got a. Again. It's got a solid handle. It's, got, it's probably a wood point. handle. Yeah. So that's a, that's a that's. A, I'm just seeing. I'm feeling neck pain the day after. <laughs> you're, you've been yanking that thing around. You can see like you're not. You didn't see the part of the scene where like Tommy walked like 40 feet down the the parking lot and had to put it down and switch hands. Yeah. Yeah. They walked another 40 feet and then he's like, Henry, you, you gotta carry this for a bit. <laughs> this you is too much. It's <laughs> I can't do it. And then the other one where like he's holding it up in the air with two hands, you know, just trying to. Get away! It's it's and that you know what 
that's that's heavy money. It is. It's heavy money. Money's not. Money's not. I'd be whistling just trying to distract myself from the, the sciatica. So I I do like when they when they're at Paulie's and they're giving him how how Tommy has his arm over the lid of the case, you know, and and yeah. and you got Tootie there smoking a cigar, watching watching as well, and it's 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 it's, it's a it's an interesting composure. It's an interesting scene, and I don't know what Paulie is wearing with that sweater on top of the uh, uh, shirt. Dress shirt. It's a very odd uh, combination there. So, uh, just again to go back to the Vegas thing. <laughs> when he says, "Tell him you got it in Vegas, player," he's not talking about explaining that to the IRS, is he? No, no. no he's, he's, he's talking about like, everyone else, the neighborhood, I'm, the cops. Uh, yeah, I'm John Q. Citizen. Good government bullshit. All that. Yeah. So I think, oh, he's talking about tax stuff. They have never paid taxes. No, they've never paid, never paid taxes. I know, yeah. but yeah. I'm just I'm just making sure You're that's doing clear. It like a schmuck, but they're pay- they're not paying taxes. I know. That's I know. a whole that's a whole other that's a whole episode in and of itself. So. so what we what we also get here, and I think I, I want to make sure that we we point this out because like the uh, gangster look away. Yep. Uh, we get a poly face slap. Yep. Well, and uh, this is huge. Uh, you get you get a you get a you get a, a double kiss and a face slap. Yeah. Yeah. And not only do you get a face slap, uh, not only do you get a face slap, but you get a fake face slap. He's you got a psych out. He's like, eh, eh, and then he gets him. Eh. There are two. Thing. There are two pumps. It's like, yeah. eh, eh, smack you. No matter how much you think that your wife might like this movie, she does not like a poly face slap. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, is a, that hey, is a very, that's a very guy thing. It's a very, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's among men. Apparently, so. there's some sort of gender specific thing where you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Uh, I learned that a long time ago. It's not an ongoing thing. We, well, well, what's we gr- what's great is that the smack is also then followed by the cheek squeeze. Yeah. Oh, that it's true. Which which is which is all very paternal, uncle, yeah, adult, oh, child. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, yeah, like that. That's the sort of behavior. He's a twenty-one-year-old man at this point. He's getting his. He's my I, my my uncles used to squeeze my cheeks like that. They go, oh, you know, like it's just. Then you had to make him a drink. Hell yeah, sometimes. And so. a sandwich. <laughs> Did you make sandwich? Was there like a thing where it was like your thing to make the sandwiches? No, no, we didn't. We were we weren't really big on sandwiches. There's the antipasto. Go get some. You know, go get me some more meat from the antipasto. But that's about huh. it. So yeah. We, we, you want more meat? <laughs> some you of the prosciutto. You want some of the prosciutto? You want the prosciutto? It's a nice <laughs> cavagol. Cavagol. <laughs> that's good. Want, did I get you too much prosciutto? I get ham. Just regular ham. No. I can there's make never, this into a sandwich. A we're not making a sandwich. Where there's too much prosciutto. Yeah, no, we we weren't really a sandwich family. There was Italian bread there. It was good. There was some good prosciutto. Was the like bread that. used only to dip in sauce? No, no, no. You put you. I mean, you, the bread. The you'd have, you get little pieces of the bread with the with the antipasto. Put some meat gravy? on it. Yeah, but did you call it gravy? No, we weren't a gravy family. We were still, we were a sauce family. So, huh. uh, we we did get a little Americanized. I'm sorry. Wow. So, yeah, I'm not gonna. You mean, I'm not, you mean the Richards family got a little Americanized? <laughs> All right. So anyway, so uh, so then uh, then uh, we move on, and I think I like the the scene transition of Polly telling Henry to that's a lot of money. Be careful. Tell people where you got it. And then immediately the next shot is Henry with a wad of fifties paying a bill. And Thousands. Hundreds. There's yeah. hundreds under the fifties. Yeah. Thousands. And the bill. The bill. Around. The bill. By the way, as far as I could tell, reading upside down, is about six dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a major tip. He's about to leave him. Yep. Yeah. The, the waiter was like, "No, shh." When she when when, when Karen stops him because he yeah. want, you know. No, you don't. You don't tip here. You sign for it. So where are they? In fact, they are at the, they are at the beach club. Uh, this was filmed at the Catalina Beach Club uh, in Atlantic Beach on Long Island, uh, and this is you know a Southern Shore kind of a uh, you know. 
beach type community type thing. So mm-hmm. country club esque. We get the sense that Karen's family comes from money because they have a membership here. So they are uh, they're they're five, five pounds. I, I like I like how confused Henry is at the idea that you don't pay for in cash or tip. Like he's he's got to look at the bill as if it's uh, as if he's in a strange land. That's his whole currency. Yeah. So exactly. did he have to set up a credit account? Yeah. When he entered, I guess he wouldn't be able to. No, but she would. If they're, she if does. It's her family. Members. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, he's not going to like that. Yeah. Um, we can add Henry's shirt at the beach club to my. I wish I had this wardrobe. In fact, I own several shirts that are like this, but not beige. I own a purple shirt that is like that. It's with the with the shiny thread stitching with the with the. With the pattern, you know? Where do you, you get a shirt short? like that? I don't know where I got that shirt, to be honest with you. I have no idea. Just one day it was in my closet. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any shorts like like uh, Bruce wears? <laughs> no, I sure don't have any. Well, that's, that's my note for the next minute. Come on. <laughs> All right, we're going to couch that. We're going to talk about that. That's a Tuesday conversation. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Two things I want to note here about this, this, uh, this beach scene. Yeah. Two. Uh, one... This has that uh, when you shoot outside, sometimes you get that blue screen effect because they have to light the people. Hmm, and so yeah. they look like they're in a different light than where they are. Even though it's real, it looks like it, it's, it's blue screen. Yeah, because they're in the shade. That's what, yeah. yeah, I see what there's you mean. There's very yeah. little in this that, that takes you out of it, but that's something I actually noticed. I was like, oh, there's movie right there. Yeah. Um, that's the thing you'll see. Two, it uh, doesn't look particularly warm. No, in fact, it looks that very cold. <laughs> it looks very cold. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. So... so you know, we get, I don't know what the I don't know what the the uh, appeal of that location is. You're like, let's go have lunch on the freezing beach. Yeah, <laughs> in Cabana wear. <laughs> oh god! Oh, we blew right by the mood music, Josh. Oh my goodness! Oh. Do you have that with you at this moment? I, I do. So this the the song in this minute, uh, which is I think just well placed perfectly coming out of the Air France heist into 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 the the beach kind of scene uh, is "Look in My Eyes" by the Chantels, uh, and they are a uh, they are a African American girl group. In fact, they were the second African American girl group to ever reach success. Uh, they were founded in the early fifties in the uh, in the Bronx. And uh, Look in My Eyes was released in 1960 and reached number 14 on the charts. So very dreamy, you know, still we're still in that doo-wop-y girl, girl group kind of, you know, like late 50s, early 60s kind of music world. And I, 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 I like this song a lot. Like I remember even years ago watching this movie, liking this particular one because I, we go back to saying how it was, you know, this is the good times. And that song gives you that kind of airy feel to, to this like kind of uh, moment of prosperity. Everything's okay. Yeah, so good. Even was there a song you didn't like? Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get era. we'll get to it later in the movie. Oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> At least in this era, I mean, I don't, I don't mean no, not in this era. This no. era is all gold. It's once we get into the seventies that I I I, I start uh, complaining. So, oh, okay, I think you and I are gonna have some. So yeah. you were you were bo- you were born, came out of the womb, and started complaining. Yeah. What's no. what's really funny is that, and we will get to this. We won't get it, but if you were to ask me about my favorite music from this movie, it would be the later part. Oh, it's all for me. It's the earlier. No, I understand. Yeah, like yeah. we're we're different. Yeah, I know. I could I could probably tell you the moment it. We'll we'll talk about it in a minute. But the moment it pivots, I could tell you that's the moment where like it changed. And and honestly, the music follows the. I don't want get, to get spoiled, yeah. but the music follows the pivot of the movie as well too. That's why it's genius. So, yeah. It is. No fun problem. fact for this episode, and I, I believe this is similar to a fun fact we had earlier, but who cares? It was a long time ago. Uh, so between December '66 and October '1967. According to a big New York Times expose, uh, $2.2 million were stolen out of JFK. Yep. That's reported stolen. 
Right. Much, much higher, bigger number. But just that $2.2 million comes out to $15.9 million in today's monies. Jesus. Uh, in less than a year's time, the $15 million are taken out of JFK, probably mostly by the, the mafia. Yep. If there was a mafia, there isn't a mafia. There is none. I mean, who knows where that, where that money went? Who knows? It could have gone anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, fuck count for today. I know everyone was waiting over the weekend. What will be the fuck count on Monday? Zero. All right. There you go. Sometimes it doesn't deliver. Not a lot of talking in this episode. Yeah. The, the important thing is that you can have a lot of, a lot of goose egg minutes, but the movie's going to make up for it. Hmm. Oh, we're going to make up for it this week. Oh, yeah. So. Excellent. All right, cool. Well, that's all I got for this minute. How about you guys? Anyone I'm good. All right. All right, that's it for minute thirty-six. Tune in tomorrow for minute thirty-seven. Until then, check us out on Twitter, Goodfellas Min, and on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And you can find all of our episodes at goodfellasmin.com, and you can support us at Patreon.com/gfm or go to goodfellasminute.com/support. We can shop via Amazon. And if you have any questions, anything of note, any 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 challenges to our assertions, email us at contact@goodfellasminute.com. And uh, until next week. Goodbye. Or till tomorrow. Oh my God, it's only Monday. Till tomorrow. <laughs> I just wanted we, to be over. We did a weekly show for 10 years. It's not our fault. Or will I go from rags to return? My fate is up.